guys, Adam here, and I'm not normally the first person you hear on this podcast, I'm aware of that, but I wanted to give you a quick preamble to set expectations on this show. So I think it's important to remind people that not only is Harrison the co-host of the podcast, he's a colleague of mine at Expert Trades, he's also my best friend, and this show is a great example of that because you were about to hear 15 minutes of our conversation, the conversation was much longer, but we wanted to respect your time. We really got into it thinking about what's going on from a mindset perspective and how to use now as a time to reflect and reset. Um, So we wanted to take the the core 15 to 18 minutes of this to put onto the show because we think it's really helpful. On top of that, a quick update. You've seen that we've done two new shows. So we've got some interview shows, which I'm personally really enjoying and selfish for me because I get to speak to some interesting people. And you'll probably notice I'm trying to weave in some questions that are relevant to my business, Expert Trades, in a selfish way, trying to learn from these entrepreneurs that are doing some cool stuff. And the second part of that is we've got a cool new segment called 600 Seconds Worth, which is fast fire questions. So we've got a list of loads of questions and we just rattle through them and it gives you a bit of fun, also a quick bit of insight to some of these people and how they operate. When we scheduled these out, we thought the logic was on a Monday, we'll drop the startup diary main episode. What's going on here at Expert Trades? The highs, the lows and all the learnings, as you know. The second part of it, we thought, okay, people need something to listen to at the weekend. So we'll save the interview show, the nice meaty 30, 45 minutes for a Saturday. And we'll drop like a teaser, 600 seconds with a little bite-sized bit on a Sunday. That made sense to us until Sam the member of the MBS team here went, guys, you do realize that we've actually not got a Monday, Saturday and Sunday show. We've got a Saturday, Sunday, Monday show. We're putting three shows back to back. When you said like that, we're like, that's just bloody mental. And we really always want to respect your time. So we're going to change things up a little bit. Monday, still expert trade startup diary. Then we're going to drop the interview show and the 600 seconds with on Thursday, Wednesday and Thursday. So you've got something to enjoy over the weekend and we're not cramming your feed full of three shows back to back to back. Uh, we hope you enjoy them. Always welcome to feedback. Don't forget to fire an email in startupdiary at nbs.fm. Enjoy today's show. So I guess, I guess in, instead, rather, what questions did you ask yourself that they can ask themselves to try and get a bit more clarity and awareness of, of where they want to be and what they want to do? I think one of the biggest things is um, a mindset shift for me is make the business work for me, not me work for the business. That's just one thing. That's not a question. That's just... If you're honest with yourself, do you work? If you're a CEO, an entrepreneur, and you you own it, do you work for it or does it work for you? And if it works for you right now, you're in a really good place. Um, what does that mean, though? What does it working for you mean? It for, uh, as per my my definition for that is the business works for me when it creates the flexibility that I want. Mm-hmm. If if my phone goes off and I, I am forced to action it, and it, it it goes into my non-negotiable time or is destroying the balance and the lifestyle that I'm trying to achieve, I'm an employee to the business. I might own it, I might run it, but I, I am being controlled by that business. The actions and operations within that place are determining what I do on a day-to-day basis. If I decide to take two weeks off because I need some headspace and the business works for me, I can we can't do that right now. I don't have the process and everything in place. And we're going through a really uncertain time. But if I'm trying to get myself to a place and go, no, actually, I want this business to work for me, that will change how I engineer the business moving forward. The processes, the structure, the people, and how we operate, I want the business to work for me so I can then choose what mm-hmm. I do. And I might choose to come in and do six days a week, 12 hours a day. 
that's a choice that I'm making. But I'm making that choice compared to the business making that decision for me. That's how I define it. I think right now, some of the questions that you should be asking yourself is, it was really interesting actually, we're recording this after I just got off, off a podcast with uh, Roy Stein mm-hmm. uh, from Babblebark and you'll probably hear that in a couple of weeks time on a on an upcoming show. Um, and he dropped some advice at the end of the show uh, and it was sort of like, I'll say, cool, he's got a really interesting career um, from startup, entrepreneur, uh, corporate. It was like for an entrepreneur, the two things I wish I knew, and he, he said a, he said one. And then the second thing he said was, if you're waking up on a Monday morning and not jumping out of bed and excited to go and do what you do, there's something wrong. Uh, and well, it's what it's to what you said earlier, right? Is you've not normally been one for can't wait for the weekend. Yeah. Well, m- most people live for the weekend because mm-hmm. they don't they go to work to pay the bills, but really. Everyone just wants it to be Saturday or Sunday because you don't have to go to fucking work. You just get to do what you want, enjoy yourself, relax. Monday comes around, you hate your job, but it pays the bills. Mm-hmm. Which is like 90% of what most people in the world 90% do. 90% of it, I agree. Um, and when, when Roy said that, it was sort of like, yeah, that's that's really easy to say. And I'm, the reason I'm hesitating now is because people listening to this are going to say, but right now we can't plan. We can't do this. Like the world is on lockdown. And the reason that that I and every other business owner and you and everyone listening, the reason that we're feeling like this is because of what's going on in the world. I disagree. I honestly disagree. I think what's going on in the world is different. But how it's making you feel is always there. Like how I'm feeling about what I want out of my life and the, the things that I've done in the last seven days to actually really think about it is COVID or no, no COVID, it's true. I've told myself a narrative that I actually don't believe. And having that realization is really hard because you think, well, fuck me, when did I actually stop stop believing that narrative and then move on to the, the new narrative and how long have I been telling myself something that isn't actually true? Because that's what entrepreneurs do. We tell ourselves stuff that isn't true. Um, we tell ourselves we can do things that other people say we can't. That's the definition of un- we're creating something new in the world. That's what an entrepreneur is doing. And then they're trying something that hasn't been done. We're innovators. So you have to have that slight, as like Steve Jobs would say, that bending the world around you. Uh, we have to have that weird self-belief. And sometimes it can come across as you're, you're basically lying to yourself because you need to keep yourself moving forward. What's happening right now for me is my train has stopped because I've got time to think. And I'm like, actually, really, what do I want? And that has created a, an enormous amount of positive communication between me and the wife. Ridiculous. Uh, and what the coach said is, because I was straight frustrated with a lot of things, as most people are right now. There's, that we're finding lots of negativity because negativity breeds negativity. And when we turn on the news and all this shit, we just mm. see negativity and we just continue to uh, like dwell on that. And we just everything else just tends to get a little bit more negative. It's the lens that we look at the world through. Uh, so one, try and replace your lens. That's an interesting thing. Trying to look for the positives is what I'm trying to do in my journaling right now. Um, but it says the reason that you're probably seeing things negatively is because they're not gelling with what you really want. And you're just a little bit more aware of what you really want and what you're doing. And there's friction. And the question is now is how do you get rid of the friction? So when you come out of this, you can come and I might find that I might want to go down to hiring someone to manage part of the business that I used to run. 
Uh, or I might say, actually, four and a half days a week, I'm going to work. Half day, I'm going to work on a project or me or whatever I want to do. Or I don't know. I don't know the answer to this now. But what I'm saying is there is a friction taking place. I think now creates a huge amount of opportunity for people to try and work out what they want and then map out. And I mean tactically map it out. And I feel like I've dodged your question slightly. It was like, what can people do now? Well, I, I guess if if someone's like, okay, I'm going to spend an hour yeah. and really figure out what I want. Uh, what, are, what are three questions you should ask yourself? Um, yeah, let's start with that. What are the three questions you should just start by asking yourself? When I wake up in three years time, what do I want my life to look like? like? What do I want my day to look like? And really going into the stuff which is really hard to work out. Like, how do I want to feel? So anything from like the time of day that you need to wake up yeah. to what your view out of the window is sort of thing. All of that. Paint, paint, and it sounds woo. I'm very aware. It sounds, but paint your perfect day. Yeah. Because I remember one of the first things that my coach asked me, he says, what does success look like in the business? And I reeled off numbers and stats mm-hmm. and he just looked at me blankly. And he's like, okay, that's fucking, yeah, great. They're all numbers and they're all projections and probably stuff that you've just spouted off to a VC somewhere. But like, what what does success feel like? I'm like, what? Like, what does success for you feel like? And then that's when I sort of latched onto the word impact. I love, and that's sort of where I've banged that drum a little bit. Like, I like making impact on other people's lives. And that became like a pillar. So like when you think about what you want to do, like when you wake up, how do you want to feel? Like like you say, what time does your alarm clock go off in the morning? Does it have to go off at that time or have you got a choice? Mm. Are you commuting or cycling to work? Where are you working? Do you work for yourself? Do you want employees? And when you get into work, what the, what's the meaningful work that you're doing on a day-to-day basis? Paint that. Where do you live? So one thing that is important for me and the wife is, we, uh, Sam coined it earlier actually, it was interesting. He called it like your forever home. Like where, where we live today, we love. But it's not our forever home. It's not where we're going to settle down. And I'm not a materialistic guy. Don't need all that shit. Don't care. But one of the fa- one of the things that is fundamental to me is a is a is a family home, like a hub. Same with you, like how you've been raised in your family and bits like that. Like your hub is so strong in the in the Mudge family. I'm like, okay, so what does that look like? And is expert trades a vehicle to get me there? And on what time frame? And it's just asking yourself those honest questions. So if you can paint where you want to be, and then look at where you are today. So if I carry on doing what I'm doing today, on what timeline do I achieve what I'm trying to achieve? And are you prepared to wait and be patient for that? So if I found out that what I want out of life is A, B, and C, and what I do today gets me there in 10 years' time, I have no interest. That's going to force me to change things. It's going to force me to go, whoa, whoa, whoa. And that forces me to go into a board meeting when we're over the next seven and say, guys, just so you know, like, this isn't working for me. I need to change things up and here's why. A, B, and C. Most people don't have that clarity on what they want and I don't have right now. I'm still working on it. But if you know that Harry wants to have a three-bed house in this area, driving this car and he wants to be doing video creative work for his own agency and he wants to get all that done within six years and you write down what you're doing today and does it get you there? Mm. And you go, no. You go, Fuck then I need to make a change. Because if I don't change something now, in six years' time, you're going to regret it. And I guess the changes that you'll need to make are very dependent on where you see yourself trying to head towards and, and obviously your current situation. Yeah, and some people might say, no, no, like uh, I don't need... I was having a great chat with a, a good friend of ours and he thought he wanted to start his own business. 
and we've been doing like a weekly call mm-hmm. and we've gone through this exercise and stuff like that. And we had a call last night and he was like, I don't, I just realized I don't want to start my business. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm really happy that you've come to a decision because we've been indecisive for the last few weeks and we've been trying to work through it. And I said, just talk to me through the decision-making process. And what he worked out is he doesn't need finance. He was basically benchmarking himself. He wants to have this agency sort of job. He wants to build a business with a couple of employees. And the end goal of his ambition was he wants to build that to allow him to travel eight weeks of the year mm-hmm. to compete in performance camp, like um, CrossFit in Dubai and stuff like that. He wants to become a peak performance athlete and compete at that level eight weeks of the year. So he just wants a job that has a good holiday structure or, or yeah, have minimal um, costs, living costs and things so he can... And maybe or, no fixed, maybe yeah. no fixed abode. Maybe yeah. like he just needs the Airbnb or... But the assumption is having this business with these staff should give him X number of holidays and income to support him over the... Yeah. Exactly that. And then he came to that realisation, which I was really proud of actually last night because I was walking the dog, went through this call and... Cause because I sensed his indecisiveness. It was never a case of like pushing him down. It was a case of like, let's explore this Mm -hmm. to try and help you make a decision. And he was like, I just need like, I just need a job that is like working remotely and I'm probably just going to rent because I was saving for a house. But if I say, and he worked all this out himself. So the point of this for the listeners is like, you might be building something like mass. You might be building a massive engine. We talked about in a previous show and it's amazing how, one of my frustrations with coaching was I wasn't deploying some of the things that I've learned. And I, I think I mentioned that previously at the end of last year, I've got all these tools. I'm not deploying mm-hmm. them in the business. The coach actually said like, I Wallace and Gromit stuff. He said that to me. Yeah. yeah. You probably remember. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> and he was like, well, you're building this elaborate thing here to, to give you more time with the family. To give you more time with the family. Mm-hmm. So Wallace and Gromit has got, if everyone's watched Wallace and Gromit, it's that whole contraption to put him into the chair and have breakfast in the morning. Has trousers, puts his trousers on, but yeah, it's gets dressed. Whole, yeah. yeah. And then, Cool, you toast. could just put your trousers on and walk downstairs and put the toast in. Like, job done. He says, you're building all this to spend more time with the family. Why don't you just spend more time with the family and then work this out? Mm-hmm. And it's just that. It's he wants to travel, so cool. Don't build all this massive agency with employees and all this just to build that. And I think what's happening is I knew what I wanted. I drove towards a goal, and that goal uh, would have allowed me to get to one of my personal personal destinations. Um and that's been reset. And one of my frustrations was, is that's been reset. And I would have come back and got onto that treadmill again and done it for another three, five, seven years. I don't want to do that. So I'm sort of taking pause now, working out what I want, and then making sure that I'm building everything else around me. doesn't mean I'm turning the business off in case you're fucking Matthew Ford listening to this right now. <laughs> like, it just means that um, as a CEO of a company, I'm going to build it to work for me. Um, and I've never... Like on this roller coaster, and don't get me wrong, guys, you listen to this, you might go, it sounds great, Adam. We'll tune back in in two weeks' time and see how you're fucking feeling. Because right now it is a roller coaster. I also think as well, it it's taken the hard work, time and effort and commitment that you've put into the business to get it where it is today to also now allow you to question whether the business is working for you or you are working for the business. I would imagine at the start, everyone kind of needs to put in some serious graft and commitment and take up more hours than you probably would have expected in order for you to get to this essentially privileged point, right? Yeah, there's. I think the point you're making is fair, which is you can only really start to build this and have the thought process 
once you've got something that you can maneuver. Imagine like a chessboard. Like right now we can move stuff about and because we've built the business, we've got infrastructure, we've got cash reserves, we can start to work out actually what we want to do because there's people that depend on me to keep running this business and keep it profitable. Like those are responsibilities I don't take lightly. And I'm not going to say selfishly, well, I want this lifestyle. Fuck it. Cool, Harry, I'm cutting your salary. I need to be able to pay for this nice thing. Guys go, like, this is this is me. This is how I'm rolling. That's not what I'm saying. Uh, there's responsibilities that I take seriously, but because we've built the business and we've all grafted and worked hard, there's now things that we can change. If you're just starting out, especially if you're just starting out right now, like, I honestly think there's opportunity on the other side of this lockdown, but you're going to have... This all comes from hard work. Like there's no, there's no, there's nothing you can do on paper and just theorize and do mental gymnastics and come up with a nice plan and it happen. I do, I'm a, I'm not a believer of if you think it, it will happen. You mean the secret? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like I'm not a believer in that. Like the universe, the universe won't give you shit. Like positivity. Not with that attitude, it won't. Positivity. Yeah, you'll find more positivity, mm-hmm. but it ain't going to give you anything. I think I think one thing to keep in mind maybe as well, though, is um, and it's kind of what you're saying with your friend before about trying to build this business. Mm-hmm. It's that whole like lifestyle business in air quotes. Like, do you really need to build a full-blown business with staff and a team or do you just need to make a little, do you need to have very little outgoings and just enough income to cover what you really want out of mm-hmm. life? And part of that also comes down to truly understanding whether you want to be dropping 300 pound on Jordans every, I don't know how much trainers are, but, you know, <laughs> but like people have expensive hobbies, but yeah. but they lack, they lack the focus of, well, I want to buy nice things. I want to spend money on this, that, and this, all this other, as Gary Vee would say, all this other shit. If you're trying to build something or trying to get something out of your job or your career, you need to sort of have a laser focus mm-hmm. to make sure that you're only spending money and committing time to things that actually make you happy rather than buying random stuff that just costs a lot of money and is for is for you to look good in front of other people yeah exactly um yeah there's a risk that i open the show up for another 20 minutes and go down that <laughs> i know, I know, I know. I, I was... uh, but there's there's one thing that that happened on the call yesterday with our friend is he'd spent like two weeks trying to work out his pricing model and mm. stuff like this and benchmarking it against other competitors from <laughs> <Jesus>. agency <sighs> And then when we got the call yesterday, it was, and this uh, was for a company that he he's, that doesn't exist exactly. Yeah. yeah, there's a and there's a whole other show about like <laughs> just getting just getting started before like don't try and build a perfect process. Just get started and working mm-hmm. out. Um, but that's another show. And I kind of challenged him on his logic, which was, well, I need to be able to charge this. This is I need to work out what other agencies charge as a one to three. Like this whole pricing model. And it, I could tell he was being indecisive because he was jumping about between like what he wanted as a lifestyle and the business and the two things didn't marry up. And I was like, let's call him John for now. I'm like, John, let's just say you found the benchmark was 50K a year salary from, let's just say you got 50K a year from your business that you run. Would you want 50K a year from a business that you run, but you're tied to it five, six days a week, mm-hmm. a few holidays for a few years? grinding it for four or five years before you get the luxuries of extended holidays and a bit more flexibility? Or would you rather 22K a year now working remotely that gave you an eight-week holiday a year to go and work at your competitions? And the thing he hadn't clicked on is he told me that he's got six years now because of the nature of the competitiveness and the strain on the body. When he's 35, 36 years old, he's not going to be able to compete at the highest level. And he was thinking, I'm going to build a business 
over the next four to five years so I can get this thing in the future mm-hmm. without connecting the dots that by the time you built the business, you're fucking old, like relatively in that mm-hmm. space. Yeah. And the only reason I mention this again now is if you don't know where you're going, there's a massive chance of feeling regret when you're older or you get to the destination you thought you wanted. This whole show for me has been about just try and work out where you're trying to go and see if your current plan and current situation gets you there. If not, use the time you've got now to get the plan to get you to where you want to go. That's all I'm trying to say. And on that note, we will leave it there, guys. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to get in touch, if you have a question or anything like that, you can email startupdiary at nbs.fm. Adam, any final words? Or are you all spent? I'm all spent. What I'm going to do is I'm going to record a little intro to the show and say, if you want the cliff notes, just go and listen to the last 60 seconds. (laughs) (laughs) Cheers for listening, guys. Hit subscribe. Speak to you next time. And yeah, just stay safe. Uh, I'm trying to say it as much as possible. I mean it. Keep your chin up. Uh, you probably get the vibe if you've been a long time listening to the show that uh, the shows are, they are an emotional roller coaster right now. Uh, and I'm hoping that you sense that because we try and keep it real on this show. This is how I'm feeling. And this is what we're doing. I've got the luxury of sitting opposite my best friend mm-hmm. and also colleague every single week. And we're not trying to shy away from it and sound perfect. We're just trying to share how it is. We hope you enjoy it. Speak to you soon. Mm-hmm.